Hey there, it's Rasa. Just checking in for the show to remind you to follow the Patreon link at youmustknoweverything.com for way cool stickers, shoutouts, birthday greetings, and bonus content. Or shop our store for vexing question t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs for yourself or the special someone in your life. Now, on with the show! Hello, Rasa! Hi, Dad! How are you today? I'm doing good. Excellent. Are you ready to pull up a chair and know everything? Yes, I am. Well, let's plop down and wise up. Today, I want to teach you a simple research technique for finding deep and unexpected insights on any topic, but one that's impossible to do on the internet. You've intrigued me. The way most people research something today is to look it up online. Links appear, they click on them, and off they go. When in doubt, Google it. And that's not too different from how people have long researched. It used to be most folks went to the library, looked topics up in a catalog, and then went to the shelves to grab the books they found. You can still do that. We love going to the library. Yes, and going to the library or bookstore has one big research advantage. Shelves. When you're there, you can see the books next to the book you were looking for. And those are often on the same or a very related topic. So for every book you knew you were looking for, you find two, three, four, five that you didn't know. Research to the rescue. Say you're writing a paper on Ben Franklin, for example. The internet will shoot you straight to tidy articles about him. But the shelves at a library will place biographies about him next to books about his wife and children, other founding fathers, maybe even favorite recipes of fellow 18th century Philadelphians. Cherry pretzel cream cheese surprise! Exactly. And shelves give you that element of surprise. Start with one book and then look left and right to see what's next to it. Chances are there'll be something brilliant or delightful that you didn't know you needed to know and never would have found otherwise. You can find surprising stuff on the internet too. You can. I think of them as two different kinds of bodies of knowledge. The internet is very wide but shallow, the ultimate puddle. Following links is like skipping a rock across the surface. A library is narrower, but far deeper, like a great lake. There you can sink down, immerse yourself, and swim from shelf to shelf. So when I want to skim in knowledge, use the internet. But when I want to dive in, use the library? Yeah, that sounds about right. Either way, I better have a waterproof backpack. I don't want my laptop or my library books getting wet. Ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. It's called Circumference by Arthur C. Do you know what the word circumference means? Doesn't it mean a whole distance around a circle? Exactly. Vanilla farmers in Madagascar sit in the dark with rifles. At 2 a.m., after a thunderstorm, I lurch down the hallway to check the oak floor under a skylight. 
place a towel in a pan. As if armed, waiting for a blue string to trip a thief, I listen in the hush at a point where ink flows out of a pen onto a white Sahara of a page. Adjusting the rearview mirror in the car before backing out of the garage, I ask, what is the logarithm of a dream? How do you trace a sphere whose center is nowhere? It's hard to believe farmers pollinate vanilla orchids with toothpick-sized needles. Yet we do as needed. Pouring syrup on a pancake, I catch the scent of vines, race along the circumference, sensing what it's like to sit in the dark with nothing in my hands. Pancakes, circles. Can I read it? I'd love that. Circumference by Arthur C. Vanilla farmers in Madagascar sit in the dark with rifles at 2 a.m. after a thunderstorm. I lurch down the hallway to check the oak floor under a skylight, place a towel in a pan, as if armed, waiting for a blue string to trip a thief. I listen in the hush at one point where ink flows out of a pen onto a white Sahara of a page. Adjusting the rearview mirror in a car before backing out of the garage, I ask, what is the logarithm of a dream? How do you trace a sphere whose center is nowhere? It is hard to believe farmers pollinate vanilla orchids with toothpick-sized needles. Yet we do as needed, pouring syrup on a pancake. I catch the scent of vines, race along the circumference, sensing what it's like to sit in the dark with nothing in my hand. This poem has some beautiful metaphors, like a blank page it compares to the white Sahara Desert. But a lot of it's grounded in real life stuff. This is a true fact. I remember reading about vanilla farmers in Madagascar. There was a giant boom in the price of vanilla, and it became so valuable that people were stealing it like jewelry and robbing farmers for their vanilla. And people were getting rich, so the farmers are sitting and guarding their vanilla in the dark. At the same time, he's living a lot more ordinary life, right? Yeah. What are the crises he faces? A skylight leak after it rains, his pen working and figuring out what to write, backing his car out of the garage. Yeah. So I think he's trying to connect his more ordinary life with the pretty intense and difficult and sometimes scary, but maybe lucrative life of these vanilla farmers halfway around the world. And he's saying, how do you draw a circle? Where's the center that captures all of us here together? Vanilla could be an ingredient in his syrup. Vanilla's in a whole bunch of desserts, right? Yeah. I make chocolate chip cookies all the time. There's about five ingredients, and one of them's vanilla. So you are in that circle with those farmers that are taking such care 
to nurture and raise their flowers that produce this valuable liquid substance that they have to even guard in the dark, day and night, it sounds like, with rifles. He's in the dark thinking of them. I wonder if they're in the dark thinking about him. By reading this poem and by talking about it, we entered the circle too. Yeah, we calculated the logarithm of a dream. But who's going to do the dishes? Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. We have a vexing question from a family called the Whites. Their question is, we live in North Carolina where we encounter a lot of snakes. Are there any easy, fast ways to know which snakes are venomous? Ooh, a question that comes with a bite. I will look it up, watch out for rattles, and get back to you and the Whites soon. I'm back, and I've got the answer to the white vexing question. There are four kinds of venomous snakes in the continental United States. Rattlesnakes, copperheads, cottonmouths, and coral snakes. But identifying them conclusively at a distance is pretty tricky. Venomous coral snakes and non-venomous scarlet king snakes both have red, black, and yellow bands, for example. On a scarlet king, the red and black bands touch, however, while on a coral snake, the red and yellow bands touch. So there's this saying to remember, red touch black, venom lack. Red touch yellow, kill a fellow. Scary, but useful. Cottonmouths swim with their heads far out of the water. Better to strike prey, I guess, whereas other water snakes don't. So that's a way to identify them. With copperheads, things get harder, but their eyes have a distinctive black slit instead of round pupils. If you're close enough to stare one down, though, you're way too close to danger. Rattlesnakes, meanwhile, have at least 36 known species with a range of colors, marking, and habits. If you see a rattle at the end of a snake's tail, whether you hear it or not, step back. My elementary school is named Rattlesnake. That's because we're next to Rattlesnake Creek and the Rattlesnake Wilderness and Recreation Area here in Montana. But while there are a handful of rattlesnakes in western Montana, where we live, they're much more common in the eastern part of the state. Phew! Nothing against another animal species. But I like cartoon snakes a lot more than real ones on the playground. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and hear more than 100 previous episodes for free at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.